what is up guys welcome back to tag team pokemon trading card games premiere podcasting duo my name is riley holbert joined as always by my good good friend mr jw Kreewal, <laughs> holding his mic as per usual <laughs> mr jw how's it going today it's going well i thought i'd be done with the mic holding but just the equipment that came wasn't the equipment that i expected <laughs> so i had to make a few adjustments mm. You hate to have to make an adjustment. I mean, it's really, it just goes to show how, you know, precarious content creation is, at <laughs> least for me. The life of a content creator is truly one full of trials and tribulations. Well, just just <laughs> like if one little thing goes wrong, it might be like a week. Yeah. Know? Or like, you know, if my no, computer dies, yeah. if my computer dies, like I'm, I'm like screwed for like, you know, two or three weeks probably. You know, it's just, it's rough out here, man. So rough, man. So what's been, what's been going on while you've been trying to figure out your mic? Well, we've had some updates to the kitchen. The kitchen. So that's been good. <laughs> I've been trying really hard to get some pre-release kits for the channel to yeah. open up with, with Dankus and I I bought some pre-release kits from Full Grip, but it they were inventoried under the like general pre-release kits. So they were those are like slated to ship out when they get their main shipment. And so that's gonna mm. be in like a few weeks, but I like kinda want one like this weekend, you know, to <laughs> to enjoy. So that's been going on. Um what about you? Oh, it's been good, man. I've been tired all week. I don't know what the deal is. I slept like 12 hours yesterday, um, and I still don't feel rested yet. I think there's something wrong, maybe. <laughs> Dude, I feel that same way. About 8 o'clock today, I was like, I think I'm ready for bed. <laughs> like p.m. or a.m.? No, p.m. PM. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that tracks. I mean, I was uh, I went to sleep at, I think around seven or eight yesterday and mm-hmm. you know i woke up around seven or eight <laughs> mm-hmm. so it was a long night's rest and lord i still feel tired so but otherwise things are, are going okay you know can't complain too much can always complain a little i i try not to yeah but... that's right <laughs> you gotta you gotta keep the mindset <laughs> what you verbalize is what you are going to internalize you know i i think there is definitely a modicum of truth to that oh for sure (laughs) for sure anything else exciting in your sphere oh man um let's see let's see oh well did i tell you okay i haven't really announced this i should i've been meaning to i was waiting to get a shipment because they sent me some stuff but uh i'm like an official partner with dragon shield which is pretty sweet wow that is really cool yeah Yeah. so they were they sent me stuff uh two weeks ago or two and a half weeks ago now and it got delayed because they're in like the netherlands or or denmark denmark i think um and i think it just you know shipping overseas is just kind of weird right now so I was gonna, you know, like show off all the all the stuff. They're gonna, yeah. send, you know, sleeves and deck boxes and stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, they're really cool. Decked out. Yeah, exactly. But um, 
I don't have I don't have it. So I think I'm just going to this is the formal announcement. Maybe yeah. I'll say something on Twitter tomorrow. But there you go. The full <laughs> you guys grip, got the, the sneak peek, the full grip uh, Dragon Shield combo is, is certainly a popular one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Well, I'm actually like I'm super happy that Dragon Shield reached out, but I'm a little surprised that Ultra Pro hasn't gone after anyone because I know that they're a little bit more aligned with Pokemon and like putting out the Pokemon products, but do they, I really feel the need to then. I mean, maybe they don't. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Maybe they don't, but yeah, I'm super happy. Dragon shield stuff is really good. Has grown on me a lot. I'm a dragon shield. I'm a dragon shield guy. I'm the guy with the dragon shields for sure. I don't think I can go back. Can't can't. They're too good. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Speaking of, you know, getting all decked up and sleeved up, there's news in the regional championship space namely that one of them will no longer be happening so florida people out there sorry if this is the first time you're hearing this but the orlando regionals for this year has been canceled it's it's officially off the books it's pretty sad i think we're all you know, we were all the closer and closer we get to regionals, we're like, oh, these might actually happen. But unfortunately, due to government laws in Florida <laughs> conflicting with as opposed kind of the to way... like non-government laws. Well, true, true, <laughs> true. But um, the the Florida laws conflicting with the way that Pokemon wants to run events for you know, kind of forcing or, you know, for lack of a better term, forcing uh, everyone to have the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, that just doesn't fly down in Florida. So they ended up canceling. That event was going to be held April 1st through the 3rd in Orlando. And now turned out to be no a little more. bit of a April Fool's in the end. It really did. <laughs> it, that's that's kind of morbid. I feel bad. I'm going to yeah. just... We do feel really bad because I'm sure that there are people listening to this that that was going to be their regionals, right? Like they probably weren't going to make it out because I have kind of that too. Like I think Indianapolis is going to be like my regionals and um, it'd just be a shame to have the regionals that I was kind of planning for and really hoping to go to just be canceled. So yeah, our, our um, you know condolences to those people, I guess, that. Oh yeah, especially yeah, for people who already started like the travel planning or even bought flights. Like that's just such a pain. Yeah, so yeah. How we feel for. I you. have I have a little less sympathy for for like the people that are probably planning on going to other regionals and like Florida <laughs> was just kind of like on the list. This is like, part I of do, the list, yeah. You know, I, I you know I do feel bad, but like for those people that you know live in Florida or Georgia or Mississippi or whatever, and they. You're like, okay, this is our this is our one. We're gonna drive. It's the closest one to us. <laughs> and then to just have it be canceled, that's um that's kind of stinky. But so it goes. We are getting closer and closer to regionals happening. Salt Lake City is coming up just around the corner. And it seems by all accounts that we are gonna have a season. Yeah, I mean the fact that they specifically only announced Florida being canceled at least suggests that everything else will not be canceled. <laughs> that is the implication. So definitely looking forward to the season coming up. If you're looking to play in any events coming soon and you're not yet vaccinated, 
it's very clear that, that you will need to be vaccinated to go to these events. So make sure you get ahead of that. Otherwise, you will run out of time before your dose is actually effective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got about six weeks until the Salt Lake City regionals. You'll need to have, um, you know, your vaccination card to get into the events. So, yeah, make sure you're taking the proper steps to get all that sorted. Now, one thing that I found interesting, I saw this on Twitter, is great source of information is <laughs> for sure <laughs> you can't tell if i'm serious or not when i say that <laughs> but i saw on twitter and i thought it was interesting was there are actually less regionals with the canceling of orlando in like the duration of the 2022 season in north america than there would have been for the remaining duration of 2020 wow wow that's really interesting yeah they're just all kind of like spread out over the over the yeah remaining, so yeah. it begs the question almost like where are you going to get your cp if you don't have it yet hopefully locals hopefully locals we don't know really too much about locals the last that we've heard were... i feel like on the whole we don't know much about the season that's a little scary <laughs> granted you know we're kind of talking like oh okay as we get closer like we should hear you know the the implication is that we will have it because they haven't said anything yet. Um, but yeah, locals, like what's the deal with that? I mean, the last that I heard about locals were they were, they were kind of canceling locals in other countries. So it's hard to, it's hard to really feel out where the Pokemon company is at in terms of how comfortable they feel letting people get back together. It's definitely a little bit strange. I mean, I don't think they have, many if any countries on their like approved local play events list mm-hmm. yet uh, gosh i haven't checked that in a little while but they removed countries from it the last time i had checked it so exactly but also we have regionals like coming up now maybe you know if we're thinking down like the logical path like maybe the idea is that they feel like more implicit trust with the organizers that they're trusting with these regionals and, you know, expect that they'll be run with a certain level of quality that they cannot guarantee at local events across the country. I could certainly understand that perspective. Um, But you also have to imagine like inherently these regionals are going to have like dozens of times more people than the average local. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's kind of like a, you know, it's like you think about it one way, but then you could think about it the exact opposite way and <laughs> and both ways maybe make sense, right? Like, yeah. okay, yes, you know, all people are going to have to have vaccination cards. It's kind of like a, you know, the, the, the standard could be set a little higher at one tournament, but then at the same time, you're getting just so many more people together. So it's like, yes, right. but also... I will say there are some there are some vaccine fire takes on Pokemon Discourse when you when you when you like read about Orlando and locals and stuff. People have people have stuff to say. Oh yeah, were you uh, were you browsing the Facebooks? Oh, I don't browse the Facebooks really, Um, but every time I see a tweet that has anything remotely to do with a vaccination, there is like one of five guys in the replies who has something real important they have to say you know picking yeah. up on putting down 
Uh, well, do you want to you wanna give us kind of a glimpse? Oh, they're just talking about how it's like, this is like a dystopia, like Pokemon is a failure of a company for like, <laughs> you know, forcing this upon us. It's like, whatever, man. Like, <laughs> like I, I made a tweet about how I see these fire takes and it's awesome. Yeah. And some guy, one of them, one of the people who is amongst the five replied to me. <laughs> He's like, you look like someone who would cry if someone didn't have a vaccination. It's like, cool. Like, I guess. <laughs> That's me. Uh, yeah, I would. I'm, I'm comfortable enough you? with my masculinity to cry. You know? That's cool with me, man. Yep. There you go. So, it's just so fire, dude. It's so fire. I, I love just... I love reading it. I don't love that it exists <laughs> or that I have to... Or that it's a part of our community that's substantial enough that I notice it every single time. But it is funny. Don't take away my rights. <laughs> I won't, JW. You better you know, not. My proposal for this is we need to make a, like a pill form of the vaccine so we can just put it in their peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> and they just eat it without knowing. <laughs> they just, they'll just eat it, right? <laughs> like, like, uh, something's, something's, something's up with the peanut butter. <laughs> sticking, in a, sticking in a cheese, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, mm, a tasty treat <laughs> with a hint of life-saving vaccine. I think I was thinking about that in the drive home. I think that's the solution. Okay, it seems. I I mean, they are developing like a pill form of of protection. I think. I I mean, it obviously. Well, in my brain, it can't be as good as you know getting shot up. <laughs> yeah, but. Nothing will beat that for you. Yeah. Well, and there's just like an implicit high that comes with it. You know, after yeah. after having been gotten three shots, I'm kind of like, you know, waiting for the next <laughs> one. I'm like, when's it going to be? When's it gonna I need be? a couple more. I mean, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see, I, I took a different approach. I actually got every single one administered to me. So right. I'm tripled on Pfizer. I'm tripled on Moderna. And what they won't tell you is that I'm tripled on Johnson and Johnson. No. Too. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> so things are getting crazy here. Wow. Yeah. That is incredible. So that is my reply incredible. guy was right. I, I'm the kind of guy who would cry. If I even go a day without getting the vaccine injected <laughs> up into me. <laughs> but actually, you know, I'm excited for, for regionals to come back. I'm really curious what the uh what the size of these events will end up looking like is something that you're shaking your head. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm a little like, yeah, they could just be the largest regionals of all time. You, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, people have gone two years without I, playing. I definitely don't think, I definitely don't think Salt Lake city will be. No, I don't, I don't think Salt Lake city. I mean, like for Salt Lake city, I would, I would imagine maybe a little bit higher than an average West coast event. But I wouldn't think, you know, the largest regionals, I think, was St. Louis in 2018. Is that right? Like a thousand people. Um, but I would expect something like Indianapolis to hit a thousand people. I would expect that to happen for sure. A thousand isn't like largest regional of all time status anymore, though. I Well, what I don't I mean, it's not it's not small that far off. Yeah. 
It's not that far off. I mean, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was St. Louis in, and I want to say it was 2018, where it was 1,024 people. No, 1,024 was not the biggest. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Maybe it was I'm definitely like, my numbers. it was definitely crossing out, like either near or over 1,100. Mm. Because I know for sure that, like, I think it was Dallas was like 1,070 or something like that, 1,060. Okay. Okay. Uh, and that was not the biggest. It was later beaten by St. Louis that same year. Gotcha. Gotcha. And obviously, like, I think NAIC it got all the way up to like 1,500 or something. Well, we could make a prop bet. We could. Well, I'm. I honestly like. I could see it going either way. I could see these being like really big events because people are just like excited to come back. Mm-hmm. Or I could see them honestly like being kind of small because of like COVID anxiety and you know the online space just not translating to real life play as as effectively as people thought it would. Right. Um, I don't know. I could really. I could genuinely see it going either way. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it'll be really interesting. I don't know if you, if you, you know, I feel like if you take the temperature of the average player, people are ready to get out there, ready to try their luck. <laughs> yeah. Get Sling some V maxes. Yeah. Play some poke, man. The yeah. way God intended it. God didn't intend for V maxes. Well, that's maybe another episode. <laughs> That was us going against his will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think regardless, it goes without saying that JW and I are both very excited for the upcoming regionals. Do take good care of yourself. Get vaccinated if you haven't already and are planning to attend because you will need a vaccination and proof of it to attend. And you'll make Riley cry if you're not. And you don't want to make me cry. Not a good sight. True. (laughs) Anything else you wanted to talk about in kind of the, uh, the regional space? Nah, man. I mean, I'm I'm hopefully hopefully gonna go to uh, to Indy because that's my closest one. There you go. But Look out uh, for JW and Indy. Yeah, may, maybe a little Wisconsin trip, perhaps. Maybe Milwaukee. I'm just hoping that we have Nats, man. I've lived in Columbus for. For technically three nationals years, and I had two cut from COVID, and then one, you know, I had to get married that weekend. Which is such a bummer. It was was so frustrating, man. I moved to Columbus so I could go to one tournament. Like, I could could walk to one major tournament. Uh Uh-huh. You you do not live in walking distance. No, I do, bro. I do. It would take me, like, four hours, but... (laughs) Walking... Any distance is walking distance if you're... you're Well, hey, that that saves me, you know, gas, and it saves me parking. So... See, that's the problem with being, like, that cheap is, like, the four hours <laughs> and the exhaustion and, like, the resources that you'll have to intake to make up for that. <laughs> that there's value there, man. Maybe some might say, well, I could bike it. I could bike it in See, about now that's maybe the, the 45 minutes. That's the compromise. Perhaps? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I will say, you know, if we're talking about, like, the uh, – the size of these events, I, I think you had actually retweeted that as well. Is this was 2021 was the largest year for Pokemon card sales? 
it's pretty wild, man. 3.7 billion cards sold. Kind of unbelievable. And a billion of them were to me as I plowed through celebrations. <laughs> That's also great. I mean, yes, of course. Like, we are going to have, you know, inflated numbers because there was a special collector set for the 25th anniversary, right? That goes kind of without saying. But still, it's pretty impressive It is to no. see. I mean, I, I know a lot of people who would just, like, get a pack <laughs> over the course. Like, they don't play Pokemon or anything. They just randomly got a pack over the course of the last year. Yeah. Or they got celebrations because they were really into, like, you know, reliving their memories and stuff like that. The other thing, uh, and we're reading uh, from an article here on PokeGuardian, the other thing that I thought was really interesting was all the praise given to the Battle Academy set. I did not see that. Yeah, so it was um, named, like, in, in a bunch of different, you know, game awards kind of names. Really? Like, like uh, you know, a highly rated top 50, uh, top 10 game. And just, you know, a few. there's a few, obviously, different awards out there for um, tabletop gameplay. And the Pokemon trading card game Battle Academy was nominated and uh, placed pretty highly just kind of across the board here in the ones that they mentioned. So that's also worth noting that that's um, crazy. great, great product yeah. put out by, uh, by Pokemon. Hopefully we see this kind of uh, continuing. I think they're doing a good job of, of trying to draw in players like from the start. So with, you know, things like battle Academy and then their theme decks, and then you kind of work your way up into the more competitive league battle decks I think they do a fairly decent job of kind of giving players those different products for each stage of their development. I would be inclined to agree. I'm I'm loving the the products they're putting out lately. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, JW, I got a card of the day for you. Oh baby. And I got a deck entry to accompany it as well. Ooh, so I get to guess. That's right. Are you ready? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. It creates drops of ice in its coat and showers them all over its enemies. Anyone who angers it will be frozen stiff in an instant. Is it Beartick? No, it's it's not Beartick. You can have one more guess. In its coat. It's coat. That was I think that was a good guess, right? I think that was a good guess. Yeah. It's a good guess. Um, grand scheme of things, yeah. Is it uh, is it a ma- mammalian Pokemon? Yeah, I, yeah. As a it coat, is so. Um, Vaporeon. Vaporeon is. Oh wait, nothing Glace- to do with. Sorry, Glaceon. <laughs> Glaceon. <laughs> I, I see. No, it's not Glaceon either. But those uh, are those are good guesses. I would say. Oh wait, I want to say. Is it the the what's the Gorbis, no, 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 it's not Gorbis. Not Gorbis. You know what I'm talking about. I don't. I don't. (laughs) I I really don't. (laughs) But but you're not headed the right direction. I don't think. No, I think that's it. Yeah, it's uh, the tall, slender one. Yeah, you're definitely going somewhere (laughs) wrong with that. So I'm going to stop you there. Um, the The Pokemon in question is actually. A Lolan Ninetales. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. So 
I was inspired because uh, you know I'm playing Pokemon Legends Arceus and you got all these Hisuian forms, so mm. I wanted to do a regional variant and regional variants obviously started in the Alola region. And Ninetales was a really awesome it had a lot of really good cards actually, the Alola Ninetales. Uh the yeah, one in question that I'm referencing though is the Alola Ninetales from the Burning Shadows set. Uh, it was a just a stage one single prize Pokemon, and it had the Luminous Barrier ability, which prevented all effects of attacks, including damage, done to this Pokemon by GX or EX Pokemon. So just a straightforward wall-type Pokemon. We've seen them throughout the course of the history of the Pokemon trading card game, where the, the multi-prize Pokemon can be blocked uh, by some sort of like safeguard or equivalent Pokemon. And this is what Ninetales did. It was the first Pokemon that could really do that for GXs. Mm. And actually saw a decent amount of play. Like, it was really, it was a like a component of the um, Alolan Ninetales GX deck at the time that was played at the World Championship. Uh, just kind of like an alternate, like, wall strategy. It was used in a couple of, like, niche strategies. Like, Decidueye Ninetales would use it. Um I played a Galissapod Ninetales deck once that used it. And it's just like a, a solid option. They also reprinted this card later on as a fairy type, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, RIP fairy type trading cards. So really fun card, really pretty. And I always had a lot of fun evolving my, you know, little Toys R Us Alolan Vulpix into the, like, theme deck Alolan Ninetales. It just looked really nice. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good card. It was a good card. I I was really fond of it. And you know what else I'm fond of, Mr. JW? I have an idea. <laughs> I'm fond of our sponsor of the podcast, Manscaped. Yes. Tag Team is brought to you by Manscaped, and they've been an excellent partner to the cast. If you're not aware of what Manscaped is, they make excellent male grooming products. Great for your face, great for your down there hairs, and everything in between. Uh, you got nose hair trimmers, you got your regular razors, you got shampoos and conditioners, you got underwear. Everything that you could want in the category of male grooming, Manscaped's got you covered, and Tag Team has got you covered with the code, you guessed it, Tag Team. If you use our code at checkout, you get 20% off and free shipping on your order. That's an amazing deal for some amazing products. Yeah, we really like them. And um, yeah, Manscaped is now actually the presenting sponsor for the cast. Uh, We just re-upped with Manscaped. So uh, thank you so much to to the team over at Manscaped for uh, for believing in us. And um, yeah, we're just so excited to continue our partnership with them. I have just loved the products really honestly. Um, and yeah, we keep talking highly of them every single week, but that's not just so we could, you know, collect a, a dime and, and get out of here. We really do actually enjoy what we are promoting here. So manscape.com use code tag team, 20% off and free shipping. Uh, you know, you've heard this for, for weeks now, but that's, that is such a good deal. 20% off plus free shipping with code tag team at checkout manscape.com tag team 20% off and free shipping. If you're looking to use HMO one on your tall grass, 
There's no better way to do it than with Manscaped. Now, we got something fun coming up this weekend, Riley, don't we? We sure did. You kind of referenced it earlier, but we have pre-releases for the Brilliant Stars expansion are starting this weekend. An exciting time for collector and player alike, where you get your grubby little mitts on the Brilliant Stars expansion (laughs) for the first time. (laughs) Get all greased up and... (laughs) grime all over the just just (laughs) rub your little piggy paws all over those cards classic moment that we all know and love so we thought it would be fun to talk about kind of pre-release strategies and things that we've enjoyed doing at pre-releases some ways to just overall make your experience more enjoyable more successful um we'll also talk about some of our personal best moments from our own pre-releases Absolutely. So I think when you go into a pre-release, I think one of the main things that you want to have in mind is to have a plan. So we talk about, you know, maybe there's opportunity to like trade with other players while you're there or, you know, go outside of the store and and maybe like buy cards and things like this. But you want to go in knowing what other people might want that you might pull and what you want that other people might pull. I think that's really, really important because what you don't want to do is when you're getting into these trade scenarios, uh, you know, these potential trade scenarios, you've opened up all your packs, you've gotten your cards, and now you're trying to, you know, kind of complete some puzzles. What you don't want to do is just be, you know, second guessing yourself, right? Because there are also other people that are going out there doing the same thing. I've had that happen a number of times at a few different pre-releases where there's like one guy who has the one card that I'm looking for, (laughs) but then he trades it away to another guy that was just quicker on the draw than I could be. So can't be slow on the draw. I always just suggest if you're going to go and you're looking to trade with other people, make sure you have a plan of like, okay, if, if this guy has this, then here's what I can offer to, uh, to them to maybe entice them to trade with me agreed i'll also say just generally like when you're at a pre-release it's such a casual environment it's a really good time to get to know some of the uh the other kind of local players or or folks in your area who are just interested in pokemon you know it's uh especially with the the whole covid thing you know, i don't know if you heard of it you it's been hard to kind of like get out there and socialize with with folks in the hobby and it's just such a low stakes environment. Like you don't have to try hard, try and win your games so ridiculously. <laughs> uh, no major stakes at play. Um, so it can be fun just to have that like camaraderie and talk with the people around you and, you know, get to know them, get to know the decks they're making. Uh, talk about what you're excited for for the next set. Um, yeah. Good bond. Absolutely. Experience. Absolutely. I think, I think that's a good point there. Riley is like, um, I I tend to do this, or I, I at least tended to do this a lot more when I was, you know, a, a newer player. It's just I I wasn't really that social, yeah. and there's just a lot of like benefits to to knowing your local player base because you're more likely to be able to find rides to the next tournament, or you're more likely to be able to find the next local tournament, or you're more likely to you know again engage in trade opportunities. Um, you're more likely to, uh, you know, be invited to different 
you know, playing opportunities or maybe forming a testing group. There's yeah. just a lot of different um, benefits to just saying hello to somebody or to multiple people at a pre-release. And so I think, you know, that's one of the great things, like you said, of, of these tournaments is it's low stakes. No one's out there to kill for the most part. <laughs> and you can really just kind of. I mean, I know what I'm there for. Yeah. Well, right, right. I get it. I get it, man. You always got to be proving your, proving your metal. <laughs> but you do just get to, like you said, enjoy the hobby, uh, enjoy the game of Pokemon with some other chill people. Absolutely. What are the tips you got for the experience, JW? Well, coming back to the trading aspect of things, make sure that, you know, going in prepared is really good, not just with what you might want, but also with a trade binder. So have those things that might be more appealing to a competitive player, but also potentially bring some things that would be more appealing to a casual player. Because certainly I know a ton of people in my area, they go to pre-releases, you know, entirely for just the collecting aspect of it. And so if you're able to cater to them and maybe they have that Arceus V-Star that you're looking for, and if you could trade them a few shiny things from celebrations, you know, that might be a win-win for both parties. So be prepared not only in kind of the the, the mental aspect of things, but be prepared physically with all of your... <laughs> what? <laughs> be prepared physically. Like I... Be prepared physically <laughs> to take what you want. Uh no, be prepared though. I, I mean, seriously, right? Like, like have your have your binders all set up, man. I see so many people yeah, they agree. go and they're like, and they, uh, they're you know, their binders like in shambles. You can't find any cards, and it's just there's a lot to be said about like experience. the actual setup of your binder. If you're actually trying to trade, like it makes a big difference. <laughs> you know what the first page you open up to, what yeah. that looks like sets the whole tone of your trade. I feel like. like yeah, because if it's all Caterpies on that first page, you're like... Uh, if it's all Caterpies, like, you're doing something. But if it's, like, <laughs> you got, like, a Caterpie and there's, like, a Diglett and then there's, like, a Celebi V in there, it's like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on that same note, make sure you always find the uninformed children and trade them for as egregiously as... I'm just this is a joke this is a joke i'm kidding i do see people do that make sure people don't do that at your areas uh don't take advantage of people who are getting into the hobby and <laughs> don't know what's going on. yeah i always just try to stay away from like the kids or the kids like with their parents that don't sometimes really the know. kids try to rip themselves off that's kind of true i mean you gotta tell them like point, i can't do that man like, right i have to give you more like at least give me, let me give you a fiver out in the parking lot. <laughs> a high fiver. Or like... True, true, true. How about for playing the game? Yeah. I mean, I think... Uh, I think you know, the, uh, if you do want to... If you do want to, you know, try hard. Or maybe... Flex your maybe there are some... Yeah, I mean, there's like packs on the line, potentially. Yeah, yeah, with, with potential packs, exactly. I think... Uh, first, you got to understand the structure of your kit, you know? Usually you'll play pretty much all of the cards in your kit unless you just get some like truly bad Pokemon line that you don't want to use. But usually they're pretty well established and you want to take advantage of those. If you hit any 
supplemental Pokemon, like additional Pokemon that evolve into your lines or one one lines of the mm-hmm. the cards you have in your kit. You definitely want to add those to it. You typically want to add most trainers unless they're very niche. Um, and honestly, you don't want too many niche cards in general. I think in pre-release formats, you want to maximize like your likelihood of just executing your strategy consistently in a given game. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And you do that with Pokemon Search, draw cards, uh, and a healthy amount of energy. I, I think that's the other thing that people can get wrong is not really playing enough of playing either way too much or not enough energy. You know, you have people who are trying to play like, like the normal deck and playing like seven, eight, nine energy. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to attach every turn, man. <laughs> and then the, then you have the opposite end of the spectrum where people are playing like 20 energy and it's, or, you know, even like 16, 18 energy. And it's like, mm probably you're probably chill there too (laughs) yeah you know usually when i build a pre-release deck i try and hit like 12 to 14 energy feels right Mm -hmm. usually Mm -hmm. um uh, a solid like couple of pokemon lines and then the rest trainers (laughs) well the coolest thing i think about this pre-release as opposed to other ones is that there's so much consistency within the uh within the printed cards yeah biberal you got the luminion um ultra ball you know yeah i mean two two of the promos are consistency cards you have yeah lipard liberal and lipard are both you know cards that will make your deck more consistent and you're guaranteed or you know guaranteed in half the kits to to have that as your promo uh and in many of the other kits you'll probably get one as like the the off type because you get two types in each kit. Exactly. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I think that this would be a really fun set if you're kind of on the fence about going. Because I know one of the things that keeps me away from pre-releases is that just playing the game can sometimes feel like a chore, right? Where you just, well, okay, I didn't get the the V, so I lost, right? That kind of thing. But I think that with this set, just in particular, like we're you're seeing all these consistency cards that it'll hopefully make for a little bit more dynamic of a game between players yeah i think it'll be a lot of fun um i think last tip in the pre-release sphere is also know know when you want to like definitely get something during a pre-release either because you find it time sensitive or um or you just think like the value is right for it and also know when like there are definitely there's that pre-release uh inflation so to speak where you know some cards are just like massively overvalued <laughs> because right. there's not enough of them in circulation yet um, right so don't be afraid as well to like hold off and just enjoy the cards that you have given to you as well um if you're willing to wait yeah no doubt that all said i want to dive into some of our own experiences jw i'm curious what's your personal like favorite or best pre-release experience my best pre-release experience was my first pre-release experience. That's how it goes. Yeah. So I was at a Next Destiny's pre-release. This was the first time that I had ever gone to a pre-release. I'd been playing for a bit before that, but I just bought cards and um, 
yeah, I just I just bought the cards that I wanted, the singles, and I didn't go to like too many tournaments, but I was like, okay, I'm really gonna I'm gonna kind of step out on a limb and go out to this pre-release, and I think it'll be fun. And there was one big chase card that at the time was worth about fifty bucks, and you needed like two, three, four of them in your deck, and that is of course Mewtwo EX. And I go to rip first pack, nothing. Go to rip second pack you know like a throwaway ex third pack nothing and then like fourth pack i find it i find the mewtwo and i just like oh my gosh this is so crazy because i know that by pulling that card i've saved myself money i've like gained money you know yeah. and and i'm just really excited from like a competitive standpoint where i'm like thank goodness i'm a broke college kid like i probably shouldn't be here in the first place but then the fact that i was able to kind of you know save like what 20 bucks like if you enter for 30 and then you pull a 50 dollar card then there's a there's a benefit there for of like 20 dollars i was just like over the moon that i was <laughs> able to pull that mewtwo yeah did you win the the pre-release of that mewtwo in your deck i can't remember the outcome i can't i can't remember the outcome because i don't think that they did any prizing mm. based on that's placement fair. but i i'm sure i did pretty well that's fair. <laughs> I have kind of a I have a similar moment, and then I have a slightly different one because I want and I want to share them both because they're they're both fun. Um, my similar moment was during the Guardians Rising pre-release, mm-hmm. uh, way back in the Sun and Moon era. Um, so I, Guardians Rising is like Tapu Lele. Yeah, like Tapu Lele. Galissapod. Um. Glisspot was Burning Shadows. Burning Shadows, okay. There was other other big chase cards in Guardians Rising. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, uh-huh. But I was sitting down with, with some of my buddies. The four of us were at a, a table, and they're handing out the kits, right? And I'm sitting across from Andrew Dankus. And oh. they're about to give their kit to Dankus. And I'm like, oh, no, give me that one. I want that one instead. <laughs> and they do. They give me that kit, and they give Dankus the one they were going to give me. Um, and I'm just feeling it. I open up the kit, I tear through it. There's like nothing, nothing, nothing. Then on the last pack, rip that sucker open, and what do you know? Tapu Lele GX is inside of it, which is phenomenal card, huge staple. Um, and so I I play that in my deck. Obviously, um, ended up not being as good in the deck as it was in standard format, but it was still good. And um, so I end up going like X and one in the pre-release, which was fine. Get a couple extra packs, um, tear through those, and get my second Tapu Lele. In the, in the pack. So I was I already had like what I thought would be enough Tapu Leles for for most decks, just like coming out of the pre-release, and I right. was so stoked. That's so awesome. It Saves was so, so sick. much time and headache. It um, was so sick. Yeah. Here's a few other cards: Tapu Coco GX decidui gx oh the rainbow rare yeah yeah and also drampa gx yeah there's a lot of good guardians rising was a good set the Um, alola nine tails to kind of bring everything full circle (laughs) the gx yeah the gx yeah so i was so i was so stoked obviously it ended up turning out that you needed quite a few tapu leles (laughs) more than two (laughs) for some decks in fact for some you needed a full suite of four because that was just how good the card was. Mm. Um, but that was awesome. 
the that second really cool. pre-release that was really iconic to me was the the sword and shield pre-release that I'd went to uh, right on the cusp of COVID taking over the world. Um, I go with a friend. We end up having a pretty good time, and I didn't have like exceptional pulls. I did pull an Indeedy V out of my packs, which was actually really good in pre-release. <laughs> It did, I think, like, 60 times the energy attached to your opponent's Pokemon. So you just, like, tear through their attackers with mm-hmm. the Ndidi. And it had the ability where you could, like, heal the one damage off the active. Oh, yeah. Really good card. And I had, like, this really... The reason I this release is iconic to me, though, is I just had this really cool deck. Like, I had a Rillaboom and Teleon deck. Um, so, like, Rillaboom was powering up my guys, including my Ndidi, and I had the Inteleon yeah. in there to search out all of my items. Um, and Ndidi was there as, like, my endgame sweeper, and it was just so sick. And I, this was before Fairy Energy was banned, so I did play one Fairy Energy in my deck to commemorate the loss <laughs> of Fairy-type. And I never got punished for it, and I did attach it every single game. Let's go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that pre-release was on. It was probably more fun in like the game than yeah. the Guardians Rising one. Although my pulls were significantly worse, um, I just really loved that deck. Actually, because we like almost immediately went into COVID, I still had that deck built for like a while, and I would just like shuffle it up and draw hands with it for, for like six months. That's so funny. <laughs> so that was really fun i really enjoyed yeah. that that's cool those are some good stories yeah r.i.p fairy type yeah no doubt for sure pour one out for for fairies the world <laughs> over um well if you do go to pre-releases make sure to tweet at us let us know how you did how what you pulled maybe what you traded for you can go find us at tag team pokemon over on Twitter. Riley and I both also have very active Twitter accounts. That's smiles with Riles for Riley and at real John Walter for myself. That's right. And if you enjoy the cast and are thinking, man, I wish I could listen to this happening live. You can do that every single week at twitch.tv slash Munner, where we record every single Wednesday at 9.30 p.m eastern standard time and if you're looking to check out some awesome streams or youtube videos you can see jw on twitch at flex daddy righteous as well as his youtube channel flex daddy absolutely yeah we'd love to create more content for you guys this has been just a a fun journey and as we start to get more into competitive play I mean, it's really, I think we got to give ourselves a little bit of a pat on the back here, Riley, for persevering. The folks who made it through through this, you're the real ones. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. Yep. You're the real ones. Yep. So we're so excited for competitive play to come back. We're so excited to continue to produce and interact with all of you as part of the uh, the tag team family. Be sure to rate and review on your podcasting platforms to show us that you either like what we got or there are things that we need to improve. We'll read them all and we'll catch you next time. Peace. See ya.